0: man is that the rock news weekly podcast
1: yeah man well turn it up man
0: This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news, this week's new releases, this week in music history, trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms, at Rock News Weekly, for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now, on to this week's episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. Chris here as well as Charles. What's up, man? hey Lots of things happening, and uh, we got lots to talk about this week. So let's get to it. On the Rock News Weekly po- uh, podcast this week, we got to talk about the Foo Fighters announcing mm. the official Taylor Hawkins memorial concerts in London and Los Angeles. All right. Also, Tenacious D releasing a medley of songs for the Who for charity. Oh. Kirk Hemet uh, saying he tried to warn everyone about the current financial state of the music industry back when they took on Napster in court. Ronnie James Dio Estate donates authentic Dio patch for a character on new uh, season of Stranger Things. Plus this week in rock and roll history, trivia, weekly WTF, and so much more. All of our links are up at rocknewsweekly.com. For $3.99 a month, you guys can support us, get access to our Spotify video episodes, exclusive interviews, all that good stuff. Head on over, anchor.fm slash rocknewsweekly slash subscribe. Oh, or yeah. of course, on Google Podcast, Amazon Audible, all that stuff. Follow us on Twitch to get notified when we go live. We are live right now on Twitch, twitch.tv slash rock. Rock News Weekly, so make sure you guys are checking that out. Uh, of course, every Friday around nine o'clock, a little early today, but uh, you know, around that time, eight thirty, nine p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, twitch.tv/rocknewsweekly. All right, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the same at Rock News Weekly. Yeah, lots of new uh, albums out, new rock and metal albums. Uh, check it out. Oh wow, look at that. Uh, There's this, a shit ton. Yeah, this past Friday. Why don't you go ahead and do that? I'm gonna turn down the speaker over here.
2: Uh, so we got uh, June tenth. Uh, these new releases: Attempt, Attempt Survivors, Educated Hips, Billy Howardell. We, we kind of talked about that one being released. Uh, Bloody Heels, Rotten Romance. You know, Lucifer's um, uh, on tour right now, and Billy Howardell is actually opening them up. Opening oh, that's up, nice. Right on. That's cool. Yeah, Death White, Downset, Dragged Under, Grace, uh, and that's uh, that's the one member from Three Days Grace. Uh, heart attack. Go, going solo. <laughs> going solo. <laughs> I'm just grace. <laughs> heart attack. Uh, it's just a man on stage having a heart attack. Uh, Kardashev. Kiss. I've never heard of them. I have no, no idea who that is. I think is. they
0: suck. They're, they're horrible.
2: Um, creator. Hate Uber Alice. Um California. Uber Alice. My, uh, Michael Monroe. <laughs> Mood ring. Uh, motionless and white. Oh. oh, oh. Seventh wonder. Uh, the tangent. Venus 5. Oh. <gasps> Everybody's favorite Venus, uh, the fifth
0: <laughs> Venus, the fifth Venus, I guess. Um,
2: Wind Rose, um, and they just do uh, Carly Simon covers, mm. and mm. Yatra, <laughs> Born in a Chaos, uh, which is David's uh, favorite uh, bluegrass fan. fan. <laughs> yep.
0: David, we miss you, man. Uh, hopefully, we'll catch you next week. Yeah, uh, June seventeenth coming out next week. We have new albums from Aptera, Chaos oh. Magic, Civil War Denouncement Pyre. Executioner's Mask. Lalo's Lalo's favorite band. Great, great days in Exerum. Jorn, Nova Twins, Oni. Nova we're, Twins. We're playing that new one from Oni. Uh, I forget that we just added it last week. It's not a bad track. I uh, never heard of that band before. Nova Twins is dope. Yeah, Nova Soul Twins. Soulfly? Yeah, Soulfly's no. got a new album. Oh, dope. Well, it's actually, it says the studio album's 1998 to 2004. Yeah. So this, it's called The Soul Remains Insane. So it's kind of a reissue of a bunch of those albums. Gotcha. Quiet Riot uh, got a re-release as well. Um, Tombs, Tim Bowness, various artists, Ziggy Stardust, 50 Years Later. Oh, cool. Oh, okay, cool. All right, that's kind of neat.
2: Pale. Wizard,
0: Vatican, Vipera, Wayward Sons, White Snake. White Snake. That's a greatest hits, though. Oh, okay. White Ward and Zombie and Friends. Oh, a lot of white. So there you go. <laughs> a lot of white, yes. White Snake, right White about Ward, that. White Zombie. And speaking of a lot of white... Uh, Rocklahoma, Rock-lahoma. <laughs> announcing their lineup.
1: Rocklahoma, hell yeah!
0: Here we come. Uh, we got Corn Shine down. Five Finger Death Punch is the headliner. Of course, headliners. they've got Corn in Oklahoma. But it's I gotta say, those are pretty weak headliners. Yeah, just I, right off the bat, Corn 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 know.
2: Camp. Corn. Oh, that Big could shout be, out
0: to Corn Camp. That could be yeah, an offshoot of Corn Camp. Yep. Uh, Fieldy's uh, bandana folding session and oh, all yeah. kinds of stuff. Maybe we should play a corn cam pad later. Big shout out to Evanescence and their new band members from Sick Puppies. That's right. A good uh, bass player and a good guitarist they got in their band now and really cool people uh, yep. that we got to interview at Aftershock. Oh, we interviewed, uh, I believe we interviewed
2: Fire from the Gods too Mm-hmm. at Aftershock. That one
0: guy, uh, mm-hmm. the lead singer guy. He, yeah. was, he was really nice as well. Um, yeah, so Bad Wolves are on there. Looks like some funny ones like Lit. From the nineties oh, I shit. saw. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Lit, Lit man. Oh my god. Oh, there's the, there's all three members of Three Days Grace. <laughs> they're there. Right yeah. yeah,
0: not Grace. Yeah. Uh, suicidal Tendencies, that's kinda cool. Oh yeah. Cypress yeah, Hill. Uh yeah. it's kind of neat. Megadeth. There's the Who, um, our our favorites, the Mongolian throat metal dudes. Love the Who, um, Dorothy. They're pretty good live, but yeah, I mean you know overall yeah, it seems right. like you know a, a, an okay festival. But let's be honest, I guess we're spoiled with AfterShock. Yeah, um, yeah. Those headliners to me just not not as strong as you know I would like on some of those festivals. Yeah. Uh, but you know, hey, it's all good. Um, you know, it is what it Rock, is.
2: Rocklahoma.
0: I, I think you guys could have gone with a better poster. I know, uh, I know that, right?
2: That to me is like um, I don't know. That's, it's that's kind not of too good, biker, is it? Yeah, it's that's, like a not too very good. cheesy kind of thing going on there with the eagle with the American flag feathers. It's just kind of cheesy.
0: <laughs> oh well. <laughs> oh well. It is what uh, it is. Hey, it's Oklahoma, so yeah. the, you, you got to take what you get. That's yeah. September uh, looks like Labor Day weekend. So, oh, okay. Uh, so check that out for all you fans there. All right, there we go. I got the chat going now, so I can read it. Um, all right, what do we got? Lamb of God's new tour. Oh, okay. The omens tour, and they got a bunch of opening bands on different parts of the tour. Oh, that seems pretty that seems pretty dope. Yeah, oh, and yeah. and
2: there's the font of every death metal band right there. Right yeah. with Suicide
0: Silence. Uh right there, or like yeah. this one next to it too as well. Oh yeah. Fit for an autopsy. Baroness, motionless and white, spirit box, animals mm. as leaders kill switch engage and then lamb of god as headliner i've never seen kill switch engage live that'd be pretty fun yeah that would yeah. be good
2: and spirit box is making a lot of uh making a lot of uh, waves right now
0: they are motionless and white got their new album baroness would be really cool to see live i heard they put on a great show big fan of their stuff animals as leaders do put on a good show nice. i've seen them a couple times they don't disappoint if you guys want to see some amazing instrumentation their guitarist Tosin abasi is uh
2: uh, oh. Pretty,
0: pretty awesome. So uh, yeah, uh, Lamb of God got their new album Omens that's coming out. Oh, uh, so that, is that
2: all the songs from Omens.
0: This is all the the
2: tracks here. Th- those are all your stereotypical song names from a band like uh, Lamb of God. To the grave, nevermore. Ditch. Or, yeah, number one, nevermore. Denial you
1: mechanism. not a shame. To the grave. And
0: then Ditch. Sep- September
2: song. September song. That's like their that's Ooh. their instrumental. <laughs> It's like, ding, 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 ding. All right. Denial
1: mechanism, scale.
0: So, Omens Tour, uh, September 9th, kicking off on the East Coast in Brooklyn. All right. Going all the way through to Colorado at the end of September. Then they switch up with Kill Switch Engage, Motionless and White, Fit for an Autopsy. A couple dates there. The Sacramento Aftershock Fes- Festival, all of those except for Fit for an Autopsy. Going to oh, be okay. at Aftershock. And then they're going to be uh, again in California, October 13th with Animals as Leaders on the bill, and everyone else as well. We're cool. do a couple dates in Texas. So check that out if you guys are fans. It looks to be a pretty cool lineup, pretty cool show. Yeah, it looks like we get to see them. Yep. Uh, except for Animals as Leaders, which I'm not oh, yeah. uh, happy about that. I wish we were able to see them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wish they were at Aftershock. Um, all right. Rock News this week. This was the big story that kind of headlined everything this week, was the announcement of the Foo Fighters and the Hawkins family announcing the Taylor Hawkins Tribute Concert. And it's actually going to be two concerts. Wow. September 3rd at London's UK Wembley Stadium. And then September 27th at the Los Angeles Kia Forum. Okay. Tickets are on sale June 17th, which is next week. So if you guys, or this coming week, uh, when you guys are listening to this, rather. Uh, So check that out. June 17th on sale for the West Coast los angeles show september 27th and then if you're in the uk at europe you want to see that september 3rd london uk at wembley stadium that's going to be crazy so that i imagine it's going to be so sold
2: out <clears throat> it's going to be huge yeah how many how many uh surprise guest musicians are going to be there they're they're not going to advertise any of them they're just going to fucking pop out i wonder you know
0: it. yeah i wonder that's uh, that's going to be a pretty amazing thing so yeah That'll be once Crazy. in a lifetime. I hope they film it. I'm sure they will. For oh, yeah. Like a DVD, Blu-ray release that we're going to get to see because I'm, I'm not going to be able to make that. But that looks to be really awesome. So. It may even be like live on YouTube. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe maybe that's what they'll do is that they'll end up streaming it live for all of us to enjoy. Yeah. Uh, that would be nice. So, yeah. Uh, it's um, – uh, there was an announcement from the band mm. Um Okay, so, oh, okay, here's Taylor Hawkins' widow, Allison, tweeted a message to fans on the drummer's official account. He sa- She said, <clears throat> My deepest thanks and admiration go out to the global Foo Fighters community and Taylor's fans far and wide for the outpouring of love each and every one of you have shown our beloved Taylor as taylor's wife and behalf on our children i want to sh- share how much you meant to him and how dedicated he was to knocking your socks off during every performance mm. he was honored to be a part of foo fighters and has valued his dream role in the band every minute of his 25 years with them we considered every band member and the extended foo fighters team our family his endearing spirit deep love of music will live on forever through the collaborations he uh, enjoyed having with other musicians and the catalog of songs he contributed to and created. Oh, yeah. In celebration of his life, it's now up to all of us who loved him most to honor Taylor's legacy and the music he gave us. We thank you all for your love and sympathy. Taylor loved all of you. We love you, too, with Gratitude Foo Fighters. Nice. So that is a nice Yeah, message. that's
2: awesome. Big time.
0: Uh, that's so, so cool. Check that out. Speaking of cool. Oh, yeah. Check out the album artwork of the new 7-inch oh, that's I coming out. Tenacious D, the Who medley. Oh, yeah. And it's coming out on vinyl uh, for a limited pressing, and it's uh, all part of a fundraiser for the Every Town for Gun Safety organization. Jack Black and Kyle Gass put their spin on Pinball Wizard, There's a Doctor, and Go to the Mirror. Nice. All from Tommy. Uh, for the limited edition 7-inch vinyl Loudwire reports that all the proceeds will go to every town for gun safety an organization that touts the collective goals of finding ways to make communities safer by introducing solutions to help end gun violence
2: oh yeah my uh, my wife is part of that so yeah you know, she's she's part of that um that movement the every town movement nice you know they just uh, did fiber bars too what's that Tenacious d they just made their own fiber bar fiber bar yeah for real they they made an actual like fiber bar <laughs> Like a like, b- like a like a power one. bar, huh? Yeah, like a and power it, one, and it it's... says Tenacious D on it. Yeah, it's made by them. It has their logo. It's crazy, <laughs> and it's a fiber bar. It's nuts. That's it's like great. a real thing. It's, That's it's great. crazy. At first, I thought that it was a joke, and then I saw they actually had like commercials and stuff for it. It's it's real. Yeah, heck
1: yeah.
0: Hey, Foolish Demon, yes, the D returns. Yes, yes, they do. They are back. Oh uh, yeah, they're on tour this summer too. So Foolish D. I was hoping they were going to be the replacement on Sunday for Aftershock. To be honest. I thought that would have been pretty cool.
2: Oh, look. Foolish Demon called me a snazzy snaz.
0: (laughs) He's using your term. Yeah. Nice. Nicely done. Um, All right. So, yeah, that's cool. And it's all going to charity. Very cool. Um, All right. Check it out. Look at Captain Jack Sparrow on the stage with Jet Beck. Yeah. Uh, And apparently, we, we talked about this a little bit ago. Now they have an album. Now we're getting details on the actual album. Okay. So set for release on July 15th. Is the debut album from Jeff Beck and Johnny Depp. It's their first joint album and it's called 18. The pair who are currently on the road in Europe have mixed new originals with covers by the likes of John Lennon, Beach Boys, Dennis Wilson, Marvin Gaye, Smokey Robinson, Velvet Underground, Killing Joke and the Everly Brothers. Oh, okay. So kinda running the gamut there. Yeah,
2: look at those guys. They look just like a couple of rock and roll stereotypes. <laughs>
0: I know, right? Look Look. at him just go, you uh, 80s uh, rockers. Look at that snakeskin. Yeah. uh, That snakeskin guitar. I don't know, Johnny Depp. Come on, man. Yeah. I'm sure he's a pretty good guitar player, though. We'll see. We'll see on this album. Uh, I can't wait to hear it. You can hear him play
2: guitar on that
0: uh, commercial for uh, Cologne, where he (laughs) plays, where he's wandering in the desert or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it says, for the album's press release, for the last 12 years, Depp has recorded and toured with Hollywood Vampires. He started with Alice Cooper and Joe Perry. They released two albums. Soon after, Jepp, uh, Depp asked Beck to play lead on a tune he'd written. The album's first single, this is a song for Miss Hedy Lamar, an homage to the actress Inventor. Beck says it was the catalyst for the collaboration, one of his favorite songs on the new album. He says, quote, I was blown away by it. The song is one of the reasons I asked him to make an album with me. I haven't heard another creative partner like him for ages. He was a major force on this record. I just hope people will take him seriously as a musician because it's a hard thing for some people to accept that Johnny Depp can sing rock and roll. Yeah. So there you go. That's interesting. What do you got to say about that foolish demon? You know who that is, right? Yeah, that's Lalo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah. (laughs) Lalo! All right, so Blondie's got some new music out as well, a new collection. Called Blondie 1974 to 1982 against the odds. Hmm. And it's an 8 CD, 4 LP. Three CD, I guess, must be like movie uh, footage or something like that. Um, And it's all their albums from 1974 to 1982. Okay. So pretty cool. Pretty much the definitive edition there. And it would be cool to have all those repressed on nice 180 gram vinyl, all nice and clear. Oh, yeah. Uh, And apparently they do two volumes of liner notes, track by track commentary from Debbie Harry, Chris Stein, and a lot of people in the group. Oh, all right. And uh, dozens of previously unpublished photos, too. So, kind of cool.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool to have. I like Blondie. Yeah, Blondie's fun to
0: listen to. Right on. So, check that out. This was interesting and kind of um, disturbing and sad. Uh, Alkaline Trio having to replace Dance Gavin Dance on Coheed and Cambria's tour because of accusations of sexual assault what? against Tillian Pearson. Uh, apparently, he's the, I think he's the lead singer of Dance Gavin Dance. Um, so, Tillian Pearson, his departure from the band due to accusations of sexual assault. Aw, oh, man. So, <clears throat> Alkaline Trio shared the news on social media Thursday, June 9th, writing, So excited to announce that we'll be joining this awesome band and our old friends on this tour. The tour opens July 12th in Miami, Florida. Runs through August 17th in Oregon. It also features special guest Mothica. So, okay. Mothica. Mothica. <laughs> Are they metallically blessed? They. Oh, speaking of that. a, a Moth based Metallica band. They're Mothica, mothically blessed. They dress up in moth outfits and play Metallica songs. <laughs> Mothica. They're very gothic. All right, it's so speaking of uh, Mothica, Metallica. Yeah. Kirk Hammett says he warned us all. He says, I told you so. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, uh, he's opposed digital music services since they took Napster to court uh, way back in 2000. Now that the streaming networks have become the norm, it's become clear that artists are not making a ton of money on the deal, mm-hmm. with the top platforms doing between .003 and .01% or cent of a stream, per stream. Oh yeah. Uh, Kirk Hammett told Classic Rock, We warned everyone this was going to happen. We warned that the music industry was going to lose 80% of its net worth over power and influence. When these monumental shifts come, you either just rattle the cage and get nothing done, or you move forward. Yeah. He says uh, there's definitely a new way for getting music out there, but it isn't effective as pre-industry, excuse me, uh, music industry pre-Napster, but we're stuck with it. There needs to be some sort of a midway point where the two uh, can come together or a completely different model comes in. So what do you think of that?
2: I think that, Kirk Kamet, you're awesome. And I, I like hearing you talk about it unless less Lars talk about it. Because when Lars talks about it, even if he's making a valid point, I still just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> but uh, but um, honestly, um, Kirk, it was going to fucking happen. There was, was nothing that you could have. There's nothing that that musicians could have done to change that. Now they just got to go back to doing good old fashioned tours and putting on shows to make money. I can't remember. Did they rule in their favor in the court yeah. case? Yeah, they did. In Metallica's favor? Yeah, it was essentially what shut Napster down. But that that basically shut Napster down. But like a thousand other streaming services took their place, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was it was a pointless type of a thing i think they got like a bunch of money like you know tens of millions (coughs) of dollars from it but um but ultimately it you just can't fight that wave you have to find another way to do it um i don't know uh metallica uh you guys are, are are awesome you've been around forever since the 70s and and you made a lot of music and things have been awesome and you made a shit ton of money you guys have just you guys are legends and, and stuff. Just stop stressing so much about the money. And uh, I know that like those those little guys out there that are that are actually telling people, like, yo, take my music, like, steal my music. Uh, uh, let's get us out there. Come see us on tour. And, um, and those guys are, I mean, those guys are kind of up and coming. And then you've got people like, um, what's his base from Blink two That's Blink 182. That's making that new, that new, um, we talked about it last week. They got like this new thing. Getting oh yeah. Um, three, like, yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark
0: Hoppus, uh, is doing this thing yeah. where he's like basically funding you to make a record. And you don't have to pay them back or something, and they, they work it out through advertising deals or some, some yeah. kind of thing to where you don't have to put the money up front as a band, and you don't lose money yeah. by selling your music the way a traditional album deal works.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it's, I get it. Kirk Hammett, I get it. I know you're a big fan of the show and you're listening right now. Huge fan. You're watching the podcast. Um, but it honestly... The whole argument from the Metallica end, as much as I love Metallica, the whole argument from the Metallica end has always been about money. It's never been about the music. It's always been about the money. <clears throat> the, there's, no, there's no argument that comes from any member of Metallica where they don't talk money. Uh, and,
0: and it, they it are kind of like our generation of
2: Kiss. Yeah. You know? It makes me feel like that's where Lars that's Lars lies. and
0: James are like the, the Paul and Gene, yeah. uh, you know, 20 years later. Yeah, big time. Yeah, the Paul and Gene. Nah. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I mean, let's see if they eventually come up with something good. Yeah. But yeah, right You're now, it's to. true. I mean, it, it does suck. Speaking yeah. of Paul and Gene. Oh, look at that. Yep. Uh, Gene Simmons uh, blowing some hot air as well as uh, uh, Paul Stanley talking shit about Ace Freely and Peter Chris and why they think they've turned down offers to join them on stage. So they're doing their farewell tour right now, right? Yeah, uh, even though they did a farewell tour in, in 2000, and it was a pay per view event, yeah. and it was really stupid. <laughs> they, they they we'll talk about that. They actually mentioned this. Yeah. Um, but so they revealed that both Ace Freely and Peter Chris have passed on making cameos. They've denied or uh, uh, shot them down, right? And he goes, "Quote: This is Gene Simmons. I was hoping that Ace and Peter, at least for that, would be with us. It would be the saddest thing of all if they chose not to be there. But such is life." I hope and wish they'll get over the victim. Look what happened to me. No, nothing happened to you. These were all decisions you made. They were in and out of the band three different times. Can you believe that? How many chances in life do you want? That's the saddest thing. He went on to say, Oh, man. There are fans that are still angry with us about Ace and Peter. They just don't understand. I personally have asked Ace and Peter a number of times. Hey, this is the last time around. We still got another hundred cities or so to go. Why don't you jump on stage with us? And they say no more than once. And Paul Stanley added, it would be great to have Ace or Peter participate at some point if they were interested and if their requests or demands were realistic and not disruptive to the overall spirit of this tour. Oh, okay. Whatever that means. They're definitely not going to fucking do it now. I know. (laughs) And it says, so when pressed, they asked about the 2000 farewell tour and Stanley was quick to explain, circumstances are very different. When we did that farewell tour, we were in essence drank our own Kool-Aid The idea that the band couldn't continue without the four original members was absurd. Frankly, we were miserable as a foursome. It was horrible. It turned into years of drudgery and uncertainty whether everybody was going to make it to the lobby, let alone the stage. And so what we were basically doing was putting down the horse. Gene and I felt, okay. we need to stop. And then it dawned on me that people didn't want us gone and we didn't actually want to be gone. We didn't want to say farewell to the band. We wanted to say farewell to two members. Oh, end quote. shit.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't that God. crazy?
0: These guys are still, like, super bitter about, oh, like, yeah. Ace and, and Peter and the fact that they won't play with them and they're, yeah, you know, brutal, it's man. so sad and blah, blah, blah. Man, that's brutal. Know. They just sound, like, so bitter. and uh, uh, Bitter old men. Yeah. Grumpy old man. It doesn't look good on them. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Eh, eh. They they
0: still can't get over it.
2: Yeah, we'll see them at Aftershock this year and we'll see what happens there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um all right, this was a kind of a creepy story, but I wanted to uh, to highlight it. Tim Lambesis. Mm. So he's the lead singer for this group called As I Lay Dying, right? And the wedding, there's a wedding. He's he's getting married for the third time, right? So he married this model Danny Ciara on Saturday, right? That all sounds fine. Yeah. But you should know that on May 7th, 2013, he was arrested in Oceanside, California for attempting to hire a hitman to murder his estranged wife, Megan Murphy. Oh,
2: didn't we just talk about somebody else doing that last week? Uh, I don't know. Somebody from an older band.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, So he was charged with soliciting an undercover detective to kill his wife. He approached someone at a gym and asked if he knew anyone who would kill his wife. Lambesis met with the undercover agent, gave him $1,000 in an envelope, and pictures of his wife, her address, and a code through to, uh, to get through the gate and the date on which to kill her. He directed the detective he believed to be a hitman to kill his wife while he was with his children so he would have an alibi. He agreed to pay $20,000. Okay. So, so, he, so just that. That couple, was his first wife. Yeah, a couple of things wrong with that. <laughs> a, what are the odds of
2: him approaching some dumbass in the gym? And that dumbass happens to be a detective. Yeah, what the right? And that detective happens to want to pose as a hitman. Like, how does that happen? You're just like at the gym working out, and you're like, oh, look at that beefcake. Uh, He looks like somebody who could kill my my wife wife. pretty good. Yeah, and then you go over and you talk to him, and the guy's like, yeah, for sure. I'd love to kill your wife, and I'm not an undercover detective.
0: Well, it says he he approached someone at a gym, asked if he knew anyone who would kill his wife. Oh. Then he met with the undercover agent posing as a hitman. Well, then the, the dude he met still had a connection with it, with right? Detective just happened to, or or he went to the cops. He narked, yeah. And then and they're like, okay, now we're gonna do this undercover sting with you, you know? So play it cool. What a dumbass. Yeah, so uh, he Being pled, the lead singer of
2: a band doesn't make any smarter.
0: Pled not guilty. Head on a three million dollar bail. He was dropped from his record, Metal Blade Records. Um, during the month of his initial release, uh, release, or excuse me, initial arrest, he pled not guilty. Thought process was devastatingly affected by his steroid use. Oh, okay. So he says that, oh, because I was yeah. on steroids, my brain wasn't working yeah. right. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to kill my wife. I'm on steroids. And that's true. I mean, steroids do fuck you up pretty much.
2: They, they, mess, they mess with you in a lot of ways. So he was Kids sentenced. Don't he, do steroids.
0: He was sentenced to six years in prison. May 16th, 2014. Wow. So he was on house arrest, and he made all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. I grew up as a Christian, blah, 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 right? He came out, uh, it's funny, but then he came out as an atheist, claiming that he, along other members of the band, just kept pretending to be Christian just to sell records. Oh, okay. A claim called slanderous and defamatory by another member of the band. He even recalls feeling awkward when asked for their testimonies when Fan asked to pray with them. So, isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he says his bonkers. renunciation of Christianity made it easier to have an affair. Uh-huh. However, since his arrest, the band released a statement saying he has spent much of the last year reevaluating his abandoned belief in God. After much brokenness and repentance, he sees things differently. And considers himself a follower of Jesus now. Oh, what a flip flopper! <laughs> what the hell is what this? A right? Straight up, Lindsey Graham. So he only spent two years in prison. Filed yeah. a lawsuit because they denied his request for a drug he'd been prescribed to fight the side effects of withdrawing from steroids. Oh, it's called
2: anastrozole.
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that sounds like something you would get at like a high class uh, Italian I know, restaurant, right? So anyway, now he's he married somebody right after prison, and then they uh, got divorced, and now he's married again. Oh, okay. Uh, so All just right. I just thought that was kind of crazy. Yeah, that's 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 yeah, good for you, buddy. Uh, let's move on to some um, good for you, buddy.
2: And it looks like they're um, they're married by the um, that they got married by the beach,
0: and you know what is also at the beach? Krill. That is a great point. Mm -hmm. That is a great point because we're about to get into some birthdays, but not before an ad for our new Krill Reserve jingle. Uh, You may have heard it before, but there's a new video for this Krill Reserve jingle. And you guys got to check it out, all right? So check it out right here. Let's take a quick ad break. And now a message from one of our sponsors.
1: Well it's a rare condition, this day and age, to find a beer made with krill caught in a cage. Krill and nutrition, and a little lemon rind, some people say it's even harder to find. Well there must be some magic krill, inside these bottle walls. Cause all I see, is it's filtered with baleen, real krill bursting out of everything. Krill reserve yeah it's made from stuff found in the sea Krill
0: reserve
2: I have some crew reserve right here actually they can it they've been canning it
0: recently and um
2: yeah and it's it's tasty it is
0: <clears throat> it's the triple baleen filter yeah. that really does it I yeah. mean that's that's really what does it you sets can't it get apart than that. sets it apart from all other types of loggers you know Oh, yeah
2: yeah, you can't get you can't get better than that. It, it it gives it like a real clean uh fresh taste like the salt of the ocean. That's right. I love it, yar. Yar. It makes me uh, I'm even starting to talk like that.
0: Like I can't I drink it without talking like that. I know. You turn kind of turn into yeah. a pirate. He was released on parole
1: on December seventeenth. <laughs> yar. Yar. In memoriam. In yar. Memoriam.
0: Uh, well, this, this is kind of sad, though. Um, foul Play is not suspected in the recent death of former Bon Jovi bassist Alec John Such. Mm. He left the band in 1994, and he just passed away June 5th at the age of 70. TMZ is reporting it was around 2.15 a.m. when he woke up at his South Carolina home to use the bathroom. On his way back to bed, he called out to a friend who was staying with him. The friend helped him get back into the bed and then left the room. When the friend came back later to check on John, he was dead. Oh, according to Tamara Willard, uh, EMS was called and performed life-saving measures. What is believed to be natural causes, John Bon Jovi himself actually announced the tragic news on Sunday, Aww. saying he was heartbroken about his passing. As John noted, Alec was largely responsible for uh, Bon Jovi coming together in the first place and introducing everyone from the very beginning. Oh, he played gotcha. from the band uh, with the beginning through 1994, and including their heyday, and of course he contributed to all their big hits. Yeah, uh, but just super sad and uh, sad. And it was kind of a weird thing there with uh, the roommate. Yeah, uh, or the friend, or whatever. So hopefully no foul play. They say no foul plays involved. So if,
2: if he played in um, Bon Jovi for almost twenty years and um, and is is super rich and he's living in California, it's understandable that he needs to have a roommate. It says South you, Carolina. You know, oh, is South Carolina? South oh, Carolina. I in California. But I,
0: I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. All right, we got some birthdays to get to, and we yeah. have a new. We have a new transition video for our uh, rock birthdays. So, let's get to it, all right? Check it out.
2: Where's my foolish demon? He's gone.
0: I love it. I love it. Oh God, it's starting again. Wait, wait, no, wait. Oh, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, <laughs> uh, all right, that's enough of that. All right, it's time oh, for rock man. birthdays. No. Uh, take it away, Charles. Dave Navarro. Uh, he is
2: not a guitarist. Uh, he is just well known as being the ex-husband of Carmen Electra. Um, and that's That is, all. That is true. That's yeah. it. This is actually that's
0: a fake. That's not even real. It's not even real That's Guitar. a Photoshop.
2: He's playing a, a popular a video game called uh, Guitar Hero. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Dave Navarro um, is an interesting character. Um, he has some tattoos, but he was the host of a tattoo reality TV show for a long time. And I think they just wanted somebody who was hip. <laughs> right? right. Well, he doesn't... He. Uh, it was called, inked. yeah, I think it was called inked. But he doesn't have any particularly awesome or cool tattoos. Yeah, he doesn't have any. He doesn't have any uh, like fucking crazy sick like Marty Delgado um, awesome crazy tattoos going on. Have you ever seen her tattoos? Oh yeah. Oh, she's amazing. Uh, Oh, she's, a, she's a, a amazing, amazing artist, um, and and it's and she's in that band Salt Loon. I, that's, it's 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 crazy. I don't know where she finds the time to do it. Uh, but this, but Dave Navarro, um, is the guitarist from Jane's Addiction. He is 55 years young, and if this is a picture of him at 55, I gotta say, way to go, Dave. Way to go. Yeah, I believe it's
0: pretty recent.
2: Way way to go, man. You look, look really healthy. He's in great man. shape. He's in great yep. shape. Uh, Chuck Negron. Uh, he's the singer of Three Dog Night, and look at that picture. Hey man, I'm just I, like from the psychedelic yeah. '60s, man. Mo- most of our most of our followers. Look at my weird
0: jacket and my turquoise necklace.
2: I, I wish you got okay. So I'm gonna explain <laughs> a little bit to our podcast followers what's going on. So it looks like, um, it looks like Elton John got into a fight with Arizona. <laughs> Just the state of Arizona. Like, Elton
0: John was like, fuck you, Arizona. And Arizona was like, bring it on. No, and it's they got like, into a fight. It's like Elton John designed an outfit. He's like, hey, I'm going to Arizona. Make me a, a jacket and a necklace that I could wear in Arizona. Yeah. But I could still look like a British, well-to-do, well-dressed man. Yeah, 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 exactly. A we got it? denim
2: and turquoise. Um, uh, so, I know most of our listeners listen on the podcast, so they actually can't see this. I know. They got to um, listen on Twitch. They got to watch us live, guys. Us that that's, that's
0: the benefit of watching us live on Twitch. You can see all of these, uh, you know, pictures and fun stuff that we have. Yep. Twitch.tv slash Rock News Weekly.
2: Okay. So, I got to say, uh, you, you, uh, I can only, for those of you who are watching this, this Twitch, um, you can see how fucking cool Derek Trucks looks. He looks like he's going to hop on the back of a Cafe Racer motorcycle and kind of zoom out after slinging that guitar on his back, and he doesn't even have a case. It just automatically and then hooks up to his back. He looks
0: like he's going to like scale a mountainside, too. Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> With one hand yep. and the guitar on his back. <laughs> yeah, he's a guitarist for the Almond Brothers, and he
2: is 43, and I'm almost 43, so we're almost the same age. Hey, that's awesome. Yay! He's a badass guitar player.
0: One of the amazing slide guitar players really? of our generation. Oof, yeah, he nice. he learned from uh, Butch Trucks. I think that was his dad or his uncle or cousin, um, who was one of the originals of the Allman Brothers band. And he learned that style of playing, and man, uh, I'll have to show you a video or something of him. Oh, nice! He's super impressive. Heck yeah! He plays without a pick. See, he's all just fingers. Oh
2: yeah, look at that!
0: And he does—he does a really unique style of playing. Uh, I think you guys would really dig it, Derek Trucks. So yeah, Derek Trucks.
2: Look him up, Derek Trucks. Jimmy Chamberlain—he is the drummer of the Smashing Pumpkins and a very well-known and well-received. Uh, Academy Award-winning and Grammy Award-winning band called Zwan. Yes,
0: they had many, many albums. (laughs) Actually, I think they just had one, and it was horrible.
2: He—he's For our podcast listeners, he is uh, 58 years old, and he just looks like he's having a great time. He looks good for his age now. And his drumsticks look like a thin penis. (laughs) It's very strange. They do. They do very thin, very thin,
0: very thin pin- penis. I just, I wish you guys could see this. I think just drumsticks strange. in general, kind of, you he know. Now that of, you point that out, kind of does, does it? And he looks, he looks good. He's doing good. He used to be all drugged out, so I'm glad it looks like he's sober now. Yeah,
2: 58, man, awesome, awesome possum. Uh, Frank Beard.
0: The only one without only a beard. The only one
2: without a beard <laughs> is Frank Beard. I love that. that it's just the Don't best. you love that?
0: I, just, uh, I, I had to find that photo yeah, there, and I, I was I'm like, Such yep. a fucking fan
2: of this. The fact that he does not have a beard, <laughs> and his name is Frank Beard. Uh, I love that he's standing next to uh, both of the musicians from ZZ Top um, Bobby uh, Clean Shaven Jones and Jim <laughs> Babyface Jenkins. <laughs> little known fact, those are their real names. <laughs> That's your real name, and he's Frank Beard. <laughs> he is 73 years young, oh, and he shit. looks like he pops a Coors every time he starts <laughs> Hell a sentence. Hell yeah. He looks like he brushes his teeth with Coors Light. <laughs> every time he starts a sentence, it's like, hey, Frank oh, Beard, uh, what are you doing today? Coors Light. <laughs> I don't know. What are you doing today? And then you're like, I don't know. Just having fun. Uh, Are you going to have fun this weekend? And for whatever reason, the the pop magically turns. And he just re-pops again. And then he puts his beer in his corn flakes
0: and has his morning breakfast.
2: Yep, exactly. Brushes his teeth teeth with Coors Light. Uh, Donnie Van Sant. He also brushes his teeth with Coors Light. Oh, he sure does with uh, lots of other things, too. Um... (laughs) All right. So uh, Donnie Van Sant, um, this is if um, uh, it, Donnie Van Sant was, this is so crazy. So what happened was Johnny Depp and Guy Fieri got into a fist fight. I was going to say Crocodile
0: and, Dundee and, uh, and Guy oh, Fieri.
2: Guy, Fier- <laughs> guy Fieri, Johnny Depp, and Crocodile Dundee got into a fist
0: fight. Who's the actor? Oh, <laughs> the Paul Paul something or whatever that plays yeah, oh, yeah. the Crocodile Dundee hey, guy? That's not a- yeah, that's his hat an and his hair. Yeah, and then he's got the fat, fatter face of like a Guy Fieri.
2: He's a national treasure in Australia, and by the way, we love our Australian fans. Oh yeah, you guys we are do. amazing. We we really um, do. You guys singer, are awesome. Singer, guitarist, thirty-eight special, Van Sant, brother of Leonard Skinner's Ronnie and Johnny Van Sant. He is seventy years old, and he did not get on the plane. Bunny Carlos. Uh, that was a that was a bad joke. <laughs> that hey. was a horrible joke. It was a survivor yeah, joke.
0: That's true. That's yeah. He should have named his band Survivor. Huh? Oh, I know. Yeah, big really time. rubbed it into the families. Oh, that's rough.
2: <laughs> rough. That's a rough one, Charles. You're never fucking coming back from that. No, one, but Charles. that's
0: true. That really did happen. That guy yeah. who named his band Survivor. Uh, the band Survivor yeah. was named after the fact that he was the only survivor. <laughs> yeah. And I, you got to think yeah. of the families of those guys. Like, what the fuck, motherfucker? Yeah. Name your band survivor, you prick! You and know? by the
2: way, he didn't survive as he was in the plane, plane, and survived. I'm um, like, like Travis Barker. He actually just didn't get on the plane and decided to, to ride the bus instead. <laughs> right. And so, like, so, it's a survivor. Yeah, he, yeah <laughs> called the
0: band survivor.
2: <laughs> Bunny Carlos is my favorite name for anybody. He's that a hat, That hat is way f-
0: too small for his head. You know
2: what? Is he really the drummer for Cheap Trick? Because he looks like the drummer for that a looks progressive like Chris, Jazz Band.
0: That looks like Chris Novoselic from uh, from Nirvana, the bass player. No, yeah, in, in his side group that he plays with an Amish quartet. Yeah, there he goes. He plays um, I don't know, like Yiddish jazz. Yeah,
2: Yiddish jazz. <laughs>
0: I love Yiddish jazz. They're, ca- they're yeah. called the um, I don't know, the Matzah Balls. Yep, yep. He is seventy-two. Disputed. It's disputed though.
2: I dispute this. <laughs> yeah, he's 72. Disputed.
0: Disputed. Alright.
2: Maybe 73, maybe 71.
0: Oh, uh, I think we got time for another ad before we get to trivia. Let's do it. Uh, what should we do here? What should we do for the ad today? Oh man. We got British Pub, Crow's Milk, Bro, we got Ball Jack Country, Joyce Choiceless, Hamburger Face, Corn Camp, Marrow Nubbins, Baldrack Compadre. That's
2: uh it. Uh, so I think that we... Okay, so we did Ball Jack Country um, 1. We did that one. Or we did Ball Jack Country 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe we could do Ball Jack, Ball Jack Country 1.
0: Just the r- original Ball the original Jack Country. The original Ball Jack
2: Country, yeah. All right. Yeah, we love Ball Jack.
0: All right, so let's get to it. Here it is. And now a message from one of our sponsors. When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty
1: terrain you need a brand of drink you can rely on and when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail it's better be something that's made from the heart and when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears know that ball jack is there with you hell Um, yeah america ball jack has been disputedly bringing its tasty energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. you goddamn right! Don't leave your Murph. dusty trail mate hanging. Reach over and grab his ball jack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing <laughs> thirst with his ball jack. Woo! Ball Great. jack. The drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it
0: today.
2: <laughs> I love ball jack. It's Man. such a good, it's such a greating. It is.
0: It just gives you the right pick me up that you need. You know, it
2: definitely does. It it makes it makes you feel great.
0: Oh, we got some trivia. Let's do our uh, trivia time. It is time for trivia, so let's get to it. This week
2: in rock and roll history trivia. I love that intro.
0: Not great. No, oh, that's enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, This week in rock and roll history trivia, guys. This week in 2002, all right. This musician has a car accident near his home in New York, Hamptons area. Soon after, he checks himself into the Silver Hill Hospital in New Canaan, Connecticut, which is a substance abuse and psychiatric facility, mm. for a, quote, planned 10-day stay to deal with specific and personal problems that had recently developed. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Who was it? Was it A, Vince Neil? Oh, Cabot Patch. Kid. B, Steven Tyler. Mm. C, Billy Joel. Or was it D, David cocaine Crosby? Ooh.
2: Ah. I'm going to channel Lalo here. And Lalo, I think he would most likely say, by the way, Lalo's Lalo's not with us today. He actually um is hanging out in a you know in a little random town called Copperopolis. In the middle little old Copperopolis. Nowhere. Oh, oh, and before we do this, just just giving our our hometown um our current hometown um, a shout out, but thrillist.com nominated art where we live as one of like the 50 coolest like towns to live in in the u.s you know and i think
0: it was all because of our podcast
2: it, it had to have been because of this podcast i
0: think that's what did yeah. it yeah because we're you know this is the hometown of oh, our yeah. podcast. so yeah They're they, like man we gotta put this town on the coolest dude they gave a shout out to tigers and daggers they gave a shout out to
2: 17th street pub like all mm-hmm. kinds of people that are gonna send me a guitar after i just eventually yeah sure, <laughs> the sure. they gone, have to guys. now they have to now yeah Um, so Lalo, I'm going to channel Lalo and Lalo is going to, Lalo would say that it would be David cocaine Crosby. Like I know this, it would be David cocaine Crosby. If David cocaine Crosby would ever be willing in a New York fucking minute to go to rehab, (laughs) which he never would. He never, ever, ever would. He'd shoot off his gun and say, He'd screw you, <laughs> and fucking take off. He would get all the way to the door just to mess with his friends and then whip out a six-shooter and just start shooting in the air <laughs> like Yosemite <laughs> Sam. <laughs> and just <laughs> clinking around in his little cowboy boots, um, screaming random Yosemite Sam Uh I'm
0: going to go with Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler, huh? Yeah, i we'll go right. with Steven Tyler. Well, it was actually this guy. What? Billy Joel. Yeah, this oh, week. Oh, man. In, uh, what was he it? Was he married uh, to Christy Brinkley? 2002, yeah. A uh, car accident and then uh, checked himself into rehab. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I think he pain, was. Pain yeah. meds? Probably. Yeah. I think it was alcoholism. Mmm. Um, just straight up alcoholism, but could have been mixed with uh pain meds and stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Well,
2: Maybe you did start the fire. There's his co-pilot. Oh. Uh, the- <laughs> Is that Jesus?
0: I think that was who was driving the car. Oh, Jesus. And, yeah. and he just sat sat in the passenger and he's like, Take me home. Oh, please uh, say fluffy. the dog's name is Jesus. Please Jesus. say the dog's name Jesus is Jesus. Jesus, take the wheel. Uh, all right. So, second bonus question here for Ooh. you guys. This week in rock and roll history trivia in 1979, mm. all right. The US IRS, the Internal Revenue Service, charges this musician with tax evasion. Mm. Who was it? Was it A. Willie Nelson? B. Gene Simmons C. Chuck Berry or was it D. David Peruvian (laughs) Pete Crosby so another alias that was an alias he used Yeah, they were on to David Cocaine Crosby and so he had to change it up a little bit oh I love David
2: Peruvian Pete Crosby I love that little phase that he was in for a while I would say David Peruvian Pete Crosby but there's a little fact that I know Chris a little tiny fact that I know Okay. and that's at 1979 David. By the way, this is the year that I was born, 1979. David Peruvian Pete Crosby was actually the head of the IRS.
0: No so, kidding. Yeah.
2: So there's no way that they could do that. Wow. Tax, yeah, so it just it just didn't happen. So I think the following year after they booted him out, they then caught, they, they caught on to it They caught on to him. It's it. a tax evasion. Like what is this guy doing? Um, willie nelson i believe um got caught up with the irs in the late 80s early 90s uh there was like a big thing around it um i'm not sure about gene simmons it sounds like maybe chuck berry see
0: chuck berry yeah might be chuck berry, chuck berry. it definitely was oh yeah so check this out this is a it's a story that gets a little weird in 1979 New York Times reported Chuck Berry pled guilty to tax evasion charges. So he was sentenced to four months in prison. Mm. Conflicting reports on the worth of them, but they were saying it's about uh, the equivalent of $760,000 today. Okay. It's about $110,000 at the time, right? Oh, wow. Whatever the actual amount was, Berry ultimately pleaded guilty to it. He served. His prison sentence in Southern California at the Lompoc Prison Camp. It said that apart from his guitar, Barry brought writing materials and dictionaries into his cell to write his autobiography. Barry was in his late 50s at the time. Apart from the prison sentence, he was also required to complete a thousand hours of community service, uh, which he could uh, fulfill by performing concerts for charity. So he did a lot of shows at that time. All right. So... The IRS turned their attention to Barry knowing that his musician's touring style meant traveling the local music scene, and local promoters were notorious for paying their performers in cash not reporting income from an all-cash business transaction, one of the most common tax evasion tactics. Mm. When done intentionally, an all-cash transaction would leave no paper trail of the cash that was given and received. The IRS would have had to conduct a thorough investigation on all of his performances and how the promoters paid the musician. Mm. So upon serving his prison sentence, he continued his music journey and even bought a restaurant in Missouri. This is where it gets weird, though. However, he would later be sued by 59 women... Who claimed they'd, that he installed a video camera to capture women in the bathroom of his restaurant? <laughs> he would also plead guilty for possession of marijuana, which he received a six month suspended jail sentence. Yeah. But while he faced other legal troubles, including the discovery of videos of him with a minor, Barry was never in trouble with the IRS oh, again. Jesus, you sound like David Crosby, man. <laughs> you guys are like, Chuck Barry was a, a yeah. wild dude, man. Anyway.
2: Jeez, two peas in a pod,
0: man. That's crazy. All right, one last trivia question for Ooh. you guys this week. This week in 1969, a founding member of this group is asked to leave the band and is replaced the following day. What band was it? Hmm. Was it A, the Rolling Stones, B, Pink Floyd, C, the Yardbirds, or was it D, David Crosby's Cocaine Cockatoo Calliope?
2: Oh, you Very know-
0: experimental 60s
2: band that David Crosby had. I don't think it was the Rolling Stones. I don't think it was Pink Floyd. It could possibly be the Yardbirds. I am ultimately gonna go with David Crosby's "Cocaine Cockatoo Calliope." <laughs> I, I, I I believe, and I don't think that it was David Crosby that that was asked to leave. I think David Crosby asked
0: somebody else to leave. I heard that he asked the cockatoo to leave on stage. Yeah, he got a, a shouting. Member. He got a shouting match and a shouting match with a cockatoo. Yeah, cockatoo said, "I started this band." David Crosby says, you're nothing without me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feed yeah. you your bird seed. What, what are you going to do, you know? Yeah. I'll leave you here. And the yeah. cockatoo, they just started, everybody left by this time. And oh, the, yeah, yeah. In the crowd, they just, you know, wanted a refund, but.
2: That famous exchange uh, was later turned into a um, a German art film. <laughs> yep. Really? hmm Absolutely. Well, it's well, called, well. It was a German art film. It was called Unkainte <laughs> Iha and it came out in 1985. It's wow. one of the
0: greats. No kidding. It's one of the greats. Well, it's actually the Rolling Stones. Oh, look at that guy. Hey, look at this guy. Look here. at that guy. Brian Jones yeah. in there. Get get get... It, it. Brian, Jones. <laughs> Brian Jones looks a little skeevy. <laughs> Doesn't he look him. like he's grinding his teeth there? He does. He <laughs> like... does.
1: You in <laughs> sleep. <later. laughs>
0: he got kicked out of the Rolling Stones. He was replaced by Mick Taylor the following day. Okay here's the story though. he founded the Rolling Stones in 1962. He gave them their name. Oh he, wow. He was the founding guy. He, he got together Keith Richards and Mick Jagger and they began to take over the band's musical direction, especially after they became a successful songwriting team. Uh, so, when Jones developed his alcohol and drug problems, his performance in the studio became increasingly unreliable, leading to a diminished role within the band he founded. In June 1969, this week, he, did, they, he was dismissed by the band. Guitarist Mick Taylor took his place in the group. Less than a month later, at 27, he died by drowning in the swimming pool at his home in Cotcherd Farms. Well, that's Cottered a horror Farms. story. Yeah, his death was referenced in songs by many other bands at the time, including Pete Townsend from The Who, Jim Morrison... And others.
2: Oh, I feel bad for making fun of him now. No, never mind. Yeah, Look at his don't face. you feel bad oh, yeah. now, is yeah. it? After looking at his face, I don't feel
0: that bad, but um, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it still sucks, though. Yeah. He was probably super depressed and went on Downward Spiral. Yep, absolutely. Kicked out of the band. Uh, some movie TV entertainment news this week. Uh, this was kind of a fun little story and pretty neat that the Dio family estate lent an authentic Dio patch. There it is. That's the actual patch. Oh, yeah. And it's a full back. Big body patch there. I, I like that. That's really cool. And uh, Eddie, this character Eddie Munson, who's like this metalhead in the new season of Stranger Things, it was actually gifted by Ronnie James Dio's estate. Dope. Uh, costume designer Amy Paris was talking about it. Um, so she says, "quote." Uh, we had to. We already heard from actor Joe Quinn, who said in a recent interview that he listened to a lot of heavy metal to prepare for the role of Munson. Now, the show's costume designer Amy Paris and Dio's widow Wendy Dio have revealed that the Eddie's back jacket patch was created from a vintage T-shirt delivered by Wendy, to the show's costume department. Wow! So Wendy Dio dropped that off in a Q&A. That's amazing. Posted on Netflix, Paris told the story behind the patch saying, quote, I love Eddie. I think Eddie feels so real. And he's wearing one thing because he's in that outfit the whole time. So I really focused and zeroed in on making sure everything in that outfit was authentic. Wow,
2: it's so cool. I wonder if he gets to keep
0: it. Oh, shit. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Yeah, who gets to keep that vest? Uh, or jacket, whatever. I think it's a vest now that That'd I see be, it. Yeah, that's awesome. That is pretty awesome. So very cool for Wendy Dio uh, nice. uh, donating that uh, for Stranger Things to keep it authentic. Uh, all right, some more movie, TV, entertainment news. Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock have team forces after both being assaulted on stage.
1: Oh, look at that!
0: They're gonna do a show together at the O2 Arena in London on September 3rd. Oh, I bet that's gonna be so fucking funny. So it's, it's be interesting. So funny. If you notice the date on that. What else is going on in London on September 3rd? The Taylor Hawkins tribute show. Oh, that's right. So Taylor Hawkins tribute show is going on the same day as Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle are going to be doing their comedy show. One's at Wembley. One's at the O2 Arena.
2: I'll switch back and forth from them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Crazy, huh? That's
2: awesome. I mean, seriously, I bet it's going to be really funny. That sounds cool. Maybe it'll be a a new
0: special that they're uh, planning on filming. That sounds cool. Uh, All right. Did you hear about this story? This was interesting. No, but I've heard the new Top Gun movie is, is, is actually pretty good. That's what a lot of people are saying, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so it's been doing very well at the box office. But heirs of the author of a 1983 magazine article on which the original film was based have filed a lawsuit over it. His name is Ehud Yone. He wrote the article about the Navy Fighter Weapons School um, which is known as Top Gun, at Naval Air Station Miramar in California. Okay. Paramount quickly optioned it, using it as the basis for the first film, and giving Yone based on credit. But now, late Yone's heirs, uh claim that Paramount no longer owns copyright and shouldn't have released a sequel. The U.S. Copyright Act allows authors to retrieve the rights to their works after 35 years, and Yone's widow and son filed a notice to reclaim the rights to the article in 2018 and they say that Paramount was notified. They also say that the rights reverted to them in 2020, and Paramount has promised to vigorously defend itself against the allegations, Mm. contending that the film was sufficiently completed by January of 2020 before the copyright reverted to them. Oh, okay. The suit is seeking damages and an injunction to stop screenings and any further distribution of the money, or the movie. So they're saying that it was uh, finished in January 2020 right before that deadline. Yeah. Yeah that i i don't know and i doubt it because it's been 2 years since that is true yeah. they yeah, released yeah. it but i don't know maybe that's true i don't know they
2: they would have to if they could prove it if they could prove it in court i mean it's it's they can fight against it but either way if they were to say yeah we'll you know we'll 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 um argue against this lawsuit ultimately they're probably going to do an nda and they're probably just going to give this family maybe you know a a few million dollars of the profit and right now, it's making a lot of money, so they probably, they're probably
0: they probably not tripping on it. All right. News from around the world, guys. Communities are not ready to handle 988 Mental Health Hotline. Have no. you heard of this? No, I haven't. So, ju- starting in July 16th, next month, a new 988 number will be available for Americans in a mental health crisis, mm. similar to how 911 is used. However, the new code might not be ready for every jurisdiction. They're saying the crisis centers need more counselors for in-person help. And a new survey of 180 health officials found that only half had sufficient short-term crisis stabilization in their jurisdiction. Mm, Most local hotlines do not offer text or online chat options, the preferred method of communication by teens and young adults. So, what do you think about that? I mean, I think it's cool that they're at least doing this. Yeah, it's a great idea. But they're not prepared, and they're going to roll it out, and they they don't have the infrastructure to kind of uh, properly do it.
2: Yeah, July sixteenth is just right around the corner. Um, you have to have the people and the know how, and those people have to have the patience. And you can't just get like the run of the mill, um, maybe um, you know, folks with a you know a bachelor's in
0: psychology or something right. need to do this. It's I just think not that's probably happen. the case. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they'll get more funding and training to help all that. And I think that is a really cool thing.
2: It's, good. it's a good idea. Yeah, 988, idea. Awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Last story of the week. Ugh. I don't know if you heard about this. <laughs> yeah, there's the headline. Car insurer plays for woman's STD. Oh, my God. So, Geico, the car insurance company, has been ordered to get this. Pay $5.2 million to a woman who contracted an STD while having sex with her partner In a car, the company insured. Whoa. According to CNN, the anonymous woman argued that the company's policy, quote, provided coverage for her injuries and losses incurred in the car. This week, a Missouri appeals court agreed with an arbitration court that Geico had to pay up. Oh,
2: Geico. Geico, Geico, Geico. Isn't that crazy? Let me tell you, Geico, it is all in the wording. And your insurance coverage, somebody should have picked that up and they should have thought (laughs) at some point that, hey no 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 they shouldn't have this is way too far-fetched this is just an example that's going to be used throughout the entire dude that's just so so yeah. sad
0: that that's where we're at yeah it's with it's, suing
2: it's gonna change it's, it's
0: 5.2 million oh yeah yeah for contracting an std in yeah. a car
2: which is probably nothing to geico but ultimately it's no. gonna set precedent for for other um, yeah it's maybe a good thing for other <laughs> auto insur- insurance uh to places. Re-
0: rewrite their shit yeah
2: to to <laughs> a- actually add that in there in a the fine print that's a that's you know, a good point. This could, does not yeah. count for
0: STDs. Yeah,
2: or any 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 uh, health illness. Like, um, what if you
0: got drunk in the car or something, and then you threw up and choked on your own vomit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Geico is yep. going to pay you now for the death of that person.
2: Now I could see if it's like, um, I could see if it was like a car rental agency and somebody was like changing their clothes and somehow or another like contracted like Hep C because they never they didn't clean it right. I could see something like that, but not not this. <laughs> You know this it's is says having crazy. sex with her
0: partner. It was her partner, crazy. It wasn't even a stranger. Crazy that's man. nuts. Crazy. All right, you want to commit insurance fraud, honey? All right, let's have sex and we'll contract a disease and then we'll go to court and sue Geico. Yeah,
1: it's just a little bit of syphilis and yeah, we'll get 5 million out of it. <laughs> it's Just crazy,
0: Jesus. man. Jesus. All right, that's it for us this week guys. Rocknewsweekly.com, of course on uh, nine different platforms watch us live every friday twitch.tv slash rock news weekly subscribe to us on youtube give us a like and a follow on all our social media at rock news weekly if you enjoyed our episode please rate it in the apple and google stores however you're listening we do appreciate it and we'll see you next week make sure you guys have a good one have a have a good rest of your night all right we'll see you next time Peace. peace, peace.
2: Nice.